1: Numbers told the story, they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on Visa. Our
2: number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BitMGM. It's Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, producer number nine in the uh, house as well. So much more than a producer. Producer number nine, Kelly. Uh, you're uh, taking up a little break next week, by the way. You're off? Yeah? Yep. Where are you I'm headed? Here. Where are you going?
3: Over to L.A. for a couple days. I'll be playing a couple World Series of poker events
2: here in town. Really? Yep. Balling and (laughs) shot-calling. That's what Kelly's doing next week.
3: (laughs) Looking forward to it, man. Maybe a little golf. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Maybe a little bed, bath, and beyond.
2: That's right. (laughs) Jason Weingarten joining us later this hour to talk uh, a couple division bets in Major League Baseball plus National League MVP, American League Rookie of the Year. Those markets very interesting. Uh, And Will Hill with his baseball plays and and any thoughts he has on the NBA draft coming up. Uh, He's got some Yankees thoughts, I'm sure, as well. And uh, Kelly's thoughts on the Travelers this week as well. Golf tournament post-U.S. Open, of course. And uh, maybe a little dive into uh, whether or not I'm trying to ascertain whether or not I am a... uh, What's the word I want to use here? I'm
3: laughing already because I know where you're going here. and And I have no idea what it's about
2: still. Am I a freak of some sort or is this a common thing? We're going to get into that. Just something that innately I have thought all my life, and I'm not sure how many people share this. I'll leave it at that.
3: You want some semi-NBA breaking news? Please. Bruce Brown is declining his $6.8 million player option for the 23-24 season will become a free agent, you know according what? to Shams Charania. So that whole, I'm coming back, and we're running it back, <laughs> And I was like, yo, Bruce, maybe consider consider some multi-million dollar more offers that you,
2: they're going to come in. You beat me to my joke, which is he saw Mike Malone at the parade. He's like, I'm not staying here. <laughs> we're running it back. All oh. right, Coach. Coach, Relax. You might be fired. By the way, you got, got a Nuggets uh, tattoo, Mike Malone, with the old Nuggets mascot holding the trophy. What were you saying? Two years from now when he gets fired, he's going to regret that?
3: Yeah. I mean, come on. It's like it's every coach in every sport, right? I'm sure you oh, will not man. regret this in two years when Nicole Jokic, like, has a bad high ankle sprain and the Nuggets miss out on the playoffs. That's right. And you get canned because this is how it works in professional sports. I, I, I like what I texted you yesterday. I, I gained so much respect for Michael Malone throughout the season, the playoffs, and as soon as they win it, I, he goes to like frat boy mode.
2: Dude, I have no idea who you are. I thought I knew <laughs> who you were. Apparently, I had no idea. Mike Pritchard joins us, ladies and gentlemen. v Zone. He played the game. He actually played the game. Uh, first round draft pick and, of course, national champion at Colorado. Mike Pritchard joins us at Pritchard on Twitter. How you doing, Mike?
4: I'm great. You know, Coach Malone, he's always been a frat
2: boy. Kelly, he'll never change. <laughs>
3: okay, good. He'll never At change. least I know that now.
2: <laughs> Mike's got a story. <laughs> yeah. Mike, any Japan stories you want to share with us today? Or, you
3: know. Uh no, not
4: today. Not <laughs> okay. yeah, today. I'm jealous. You know, Kelly's got to tear it up, though. I mean, you know, you're going to go to L.A., you got to do it right, certainly. And then tear it up out here for the uh,
3: poker tournaments, too, man. That's yeah. right.
2: What's this dude that keeps marking cards that everybody's complaining about? You see this? Oh yeah, yeah.
3: There's yeah, so the there's a controversy always going on in oh, the poker the world. Poker but, yeah. people. But when poker poker Twitter starts to spill over into sports Twitter, oh, oh, yeah. you know it's getting bad. It's yeah. big.
2: Uh, all right, Mike. So first things first, and I want to do this as a backdrop, and it's just me and you talking, nobody's listening. But gotcha. I kind, I kind of got scolded by somebody yesterday that I hadn't filled out my NFL uh, picks for the draft for the uh, for the betting guide. You're next. You got to go do it. Okay. so I just want to preempt it here by saying, all right, let's talk about some of Mike Pritchard's yet to be uh, yet to be written down plays. Let's talk about some of the divisions that that have the most. I don't know if controversy is the right word, but certainly the most variance of opinion. Let's talk about the NFC North, which we did earlier on the show. And I sort of took the position. Drew Dinsick, our guest did as well. These the Green Bay Packers slander. Uh, I, I I'm kind of like, I don't know that Jordan Love is as bad as people are assuming he is. What's your instinct on a team like that? What's your instinct on that division?
4: Well, you know, he's unproven, right? So I, I think uh, the notion or, or the, the automatic um, opinion would be that, oh, he's not a good. He's not a good. I mean, he couldn't unseat Aaron Rodgers. Well, nobody could really. I mean, Aaron Rodgers couldn't unseat Brett Favre until Brett got out of there. So uh, I still wait and see approach on how good uh, Jordan Love is going to be or could be. Uh, I think Green Bay, um, for all their issues, you know, I don't know if it was targeted just on one player, which would be Aaron Rodgers. I think LaFleur has something to do with it, too. I I hope LaFleur can help uh, Jordan Love become a great quarterback, to be honest with you. But it's going to take at least 20 to 24 games uh, to find out if this guy's even a, a franchise quarterback. I mean, is he a starter? Is he a capable starter? Probably. But is he a franchise quarterback? That's the biggest question. Uh, and that deter- that's the determination for me in terms of how great Green Bay could be. I mean, I'm looking at the Lions, for instance, from a future standpoint. They're in the top ten uh, when you look at the teams that that could, from an odd standpoint, right? Jett Gill and uh, you, you know, a top ten situation for the Lions in which, okay, their odds are the best that they could win a Super Bowl. I mean, I, I think the market or or people have the opinion that the Lions really could dominate that division out there.
2: You do not necessarily share that, though. Like, if you, if I had said to you right now, give me one, two, three, and four in that division. How does it stack out to you?
4: I mean, I, I think it's going to be high, highly competitive. I, I don't, I don't know if anybody's going to run away with that. I think it's going to be one of those teams that that gets hot. You know, the Lions—they're they, capable of getting hot. Believe, it. yeah. So I'd go one Lions, uh, two. Uh, it gets very, very interesting because you know the Bears could surprise a lot of people because of how young they are, and and, and we always are a constant reminder that the NFL is a young man's game because you take leaps you you leaps forward when you're a young team and uh, and you get better as opposed to a veteran team like the Vikings and you're looking to improve I think the Vikings are going through a transition but yet they're still uh, talented enough right Uh, and then what we just talked about with the Green Bay Packers so I wouldn't be surprised to put the Bears uh, at number mm. two in that division, to be honest with you.
2: Yeah, I, you know, and I just back to the Jordan Love thing for a second, because I'm just mm. sort of thinking out loud. But it's like when we used to do baseball projections to the next year for season win totals, one of the things that Joe Pita was great at doing this back in the day, which is what you're doing is if they got this big free agent signing at second base, this big marquee name, what you're replacing is the production of the previous second base uh, player or combined players, whatever that production was for that position. And I used to say this in football, when the Vikings signed Kirk cousins in 28 for the 2018 season, there was this big thing. Oh my God, they're going to be so great. They're gonna be so great. And I I would point out to be like, yeah, but what you're doing is you're replacing case Keenum's 2017 production and case Keenum had this monster year in 2017. So yes, over the arc of Kirk cousins contract, maybe you're better off with him than case Keenum. You probably are. But from a year to year thing with a season win total bet assessment, That's what you're actually doing. And I would say the same thing with Jordan Love, which is I'm not saying Jordan Love's going to be Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers last season wasn't the Aaron Rodgers that people think of when they're making a season win total assessment on the Packers, right? You're replacing his last year's production. That's not as dramatic as most people make it out to be.
4: Right. And great points right there, Gil. I mean, I think, you know, to bring it back into the locker room and on the field, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is on his own page. You know, Aaron Rodgers is doing what he wanted to do uh, in the course of a play. And it didn't work out because those young pups didn't understand Aaron Rodgers, the nuances and all that. Now that they are working together and, and now and this is why I think it falls on the floor, because he's going to have to orchestrate all this. He's going to have to make sure that the plays are executed the way that they should be executed. Right. Uh, and, and he's going to have to coach and harp on Jordan Love to make sure that this scheme is working. Like, I'll, I'll gravitate towards, you know, a Josh McDaniels, in which that scheme has been proven over and over again. And look what he did with the Raiders' offense. You know, a whole a whole lot of different parts, right? Uh, but yet, that was almost a top-10 offense last year. So, uh I, you know, to me, LeFleur is the guy that you have to focus in on as a better, more so than the upside of Jordan Love. There's going to be upside. We know that. Uh, to what degree, we just don't know that yet.
2: How do you think the AFC... Uh, Well, I I can pick my poison here. Let's go with the AFC North. Mm -hmm. How do you, since we did the NFC North, right? um, obviously you have a very competitive division. The Bengals are, are probably the cream of the crop, but how do you think it shakes out one, two, three, four in that division?
4: Yeah, I mean, I think the Bengals and everybody, you know, they mention this each and every year that, oh my God, this division is so tough, the Bengals, but the Bengals win the division. So uh, yeah, I think the Ravens are reloaded. Uh, We'll see how that goes in terms of communication between Monken and Lamar Jackson. And when that, when they're under fire, uh, I I think the Bengals are poised to do something special this year, to be honest with you. Uh, I I have them one in that division. The Steelers, I I was high on them last year. I, I thought they started the clock too late on picket. Uh and again, it's a young man's game, right? You look at how young that roster is and the leaps and leaps forward that they can take. Uh, I I think they'll be highly competitive. I'll put them at two, uh the Ravens at three, and then I'll have Cleveland bring it up the rear like they're accustomed wow. to doing each and every year.
2: Okay. Cause I because <laughs> the follow-up was going to be has the pendulum swung too much on Deshaun Watson? Like in other words, did did the off the field Um, issues and boy, they were issues, right? But did all of that, you know, completely override our football sense of Deshaun Watson, given him, you know, now a half season in the books and now what will be another off season? Are we sort of sleeping on him? No, I'm not. I mean, I I think he's
4: too good of a player to where he's not going to improve from last year. Uh, and, and, you know, the year off and, and certainly the distractions and everything that he caused himself. But I, I, the acumen, though, I mean, look at the coaching staffs uh, in in that division. And You know, Zach Taylor under fire a little bit, but Anarumo, his defense coordinator, superb. Uh, and then you got Tomlin, no losing season. And then you got Harpaw. I mean, Stefanski, again, as a better, Gil, I'm looking at more than just the talented rosters that are out there because each and every year uh, they reload. What are those coaches? I mean, they got a new defensive coordinator. How is he going to get along with Schwartz? Is Schwartz going to get along with those players on the defensive side of the ball because he's so different than the coaching style of Joe Woods? That to me presents so many more questions and answers with Cleveland right now.
2: Mike, did you say Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season? Whoa, Pritch, please. I Really? <laughs> wow. Did not know that. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it as always, man. All right, fellas. Okay, Mike, Mike Pritchard, everybody. At M.I. Pritchard, Vison's own. Right here on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Will Hill will join us. His baseball plays of the day, his other ruminations in sports betting. That's next. Numbers game, Visa,
0: the Sports Betting Network.
1: becent the sports betting network.
2: Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit v to check the current betting splits data. Split bets. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes, so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, yet another way. Too many to count. That Vsin is here to make you smarter, better year round. Check them out. All of today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. We get tweets at beating the book. I haven't read any tweets today. Uh, let's see. Elvis Toast Patterson fan. Uh, Gilly, you're going to look into the political markets this year for value. You did shows in the past on political betting. Any early value or liens? We absolutely will dive into it. We have done so on this show from its inception. A politically speaking.
3: We talked about it on Monday. Donald Trump to be abducted by the aliens first.
2: Oh, yeah, we did. That's right. <laughs> Apologies. No, we'll definitely do that. We'll get uh, Mac in here. We'll get Pam in here. We'll do it. Dave Dwyer, my DraftKings account in New York. Oh, it's not, it's not just your DraftKings kids. It's anyone in New York. Nobody in New York offering any NBA draft options. Do not single out anybody. That's a New York rule. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. Eric Cheshier. The Oral Roberts play at third was like Herbeck and Gant in the 91 World Series. Wow, good call, Eric. I do not remember that. Uh, talking about the play where the, uh, the base runner was bumped off third base by the infielder, and then they, t- they tagged him out, and they're like, yeah, it's out. Jesse Welch, just want to say thanks again to Will Capper, Drew Densick for Paolo last year, his steadfast stance that morning. Yeah, it was that morning. Led me to add another five or so units to him, and that moment is still a historic v moment in my opinion. I would agree. Hump Day Hockey. Slugfest was the video game, I think, and it was awesome. (laughs) I didn't
3: remember it when Ben mentioned it, but I did just look at a video of it. it. It looks like a quality game.
2: Doug Wedge. The umpiring of that TCU Oral Bob game yesterday was atrocious. Also, what about the balk call? Yes, because he didn't declare if he was in the windup or the stretch. What? Is that a college thing? Hoops by hoots lend some rational uh, descript- uh, d- rational explanation to all of this. This is a great description because the NCAA added a rule in the rule book this year that an umpire, by his judgment, could call a runner safe if he deemed that they were pushed off of a base. However, they did not update their replay rules. So since the umpire on the field ruled the runner was just safe and not safe by being pushed off the replay booth could only review if the runner was safe or out based on being on or off the bag and not if he was pushed off they need to update the replay rules well that is a great explanation mm-hmm. and that is stupid
3: that is really dumb
2: yeah wow so kelly you could come barreling into me at third base i could you could knock me all the way to the uh to the coach's box and then go <laughs> you're out buddy <laughs> apparently that is... if it goes to replay
3: and what's the stretch or windup thing
2: Oh, there was there a was multiple balks called. Like, the home plate umpire was balk crazy. And he was like, oh, you didn't declare you, you that you are going to throw. What is this, like bro, Michael
3: Scott declaring bankruptcy? Bro, I, it's like, we, I'm going to pitch out of the windup.
2: <laughs> you have to say that every time? <laughs> I'm taking all comers. <laughs> Somehow we got old-timey. Will Hill joins us, everybody. VEASAN's own. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at NotTheWillHill. How you doing, Wilson?
5: Gil, what's going on? You make a good point about the umpiring in the college because I had oral Roberts, I think thing was Sunday night against Florida. And there were several strikes, key strikes at big points of the game where there were pitches in the other batter's box being called strikes. And uh, the, the announcers weren't even acknowledging it. I mean, the hitters, I, I give them credit because they rolled their eyes a little bit, but they were just the, I guess in college, you just sort of roll with the punches. It's not like the big leagues where, you know, you have the, uh, have the juice where you can argue these things, but some of them were just absolutely egregious.
2: Well also, you know, I don't wanna pick out anybody, but I guess I'm going to. Kyle Peterson, who went to Stanford, is one of the color commentators. When I had Texas in the Stanford, Texas game. And it just like when well, he saw it just in his Stanford through his Stanford eyes, I'm like, dude, you don't think the other pitcher's getting squeezed it was amazing. The whole thing is is pretty entertaining. Um, all right. Do you have any college baseball picks? Do you have any major league baseball plays? Let's start there. Uh,
5: Nothing in college Uh, have a TCU future. I think I tail Ben Wilson on. So just rooting for that. And I echo his sentiments, man, the the farther along this tournament goes, the more frustrating that Friday game is because they were up what three or four runs late and to just lose it like that is just tough. And it's really hard once you get in the losers bracket, especially early. It's hard to come all the way around. It's just one bad game and you're out. So uh, nothing for me in terms of college. I do have some MLB bets. I bet I think it starts pretty soon here. We get a a noon start on the East Coast, Toronto, and Miami. Uh, I took the Blue Jays with Gossman against Alcantara. Uh, I still think Alcantara is just overvalued because of his past few seasons. He has gotten hammered. He has gotten up a lot of hard contact. So uh, Gaussman's a good pitcher. These are always weird games here. Noon starts in Miami. There's like 500 people in the building. So always some sleepy starts. Uh, so it can be a little tricky, but I do like Toronto. I think that's a cheap price here um, on the blue Jays. The Marlins have played well. The, you know, the Arias, Watch is a lot of fun. I don't know if they'll add a bat. Will Goldschmidt be available? But man, they have a lot of pitching. The kid Perez that threw last night uh, is really good. But I do like Toronto in this one. I played Philly uh, with Nola going against the Braves are throwing this prospect. He's thrown a few games. He's 20 years old. I think a a 20-year-old going into Philly uh, is a tough spot here. I just don't know that he's ready for this sort of spot here. So I think that's a good price on Nola. And let's see. I played Gowan minus 148 here. Yeah, go ahead.
2: No, I was going to say, what about Shohei? Anything on the Shohei game?
5: No, I didn't play that. Uh that didn't that didn't pop. He's the designated starter today. That didn't pop up on my uh on my screen today. Did He's I get that $1. wrong. Is it tomorrow? Favorite?
2: Did I did I get that wrong? He's not tonight? Hmm. Okay. I just want to talk about Shohei every time, Will. You know how I am. Of course. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, of so course. I broke your flow. You have Gallon? Go ahead.
5: No, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I played Gallon at a cheap price. And I find this interesting. This this line has come down a little bit. But Seattle in the Yankees, the Yankees are the home team. You have the road team in Yankee stadium. This opened a dollar 80 in favor of the road team in Yankee stadium. This is the, this is the Seattle Mariners. They're a game under 500. It's not like this is, you know, prime Pedro Martinez. It's not like this is uh, the big red machine with Johnny Bench. You have an under 500 team that opened a dollar 80 in Yankee stadium, just show you the state of affairs for the Yankees. And I've been betting this every day. I know I text you Yankees team total under is just a good way to go pretty much every day. It's three and a half. It's juiced a little to the under but they cannot hit. I mean, Stanton looks either deteriorated or basically washed. Rizzo can't carry a lineup. Uh, This is just not a good offense. Their team total was three and a half last night. They had three runs in the second inning with nobody out and never scored again. So uh, I went under three and a half Yankees team total as well.
2: Yeah, I'm showing on MLB.com, by the way, uh, I am showing that Shohei is the listed starter for the Angels. But yeah, I don't know how solidified that is. So I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't spreading know. Spreading
5: misinformation no, as usual. No,
2: it's it's a, again on MLB.com. Shohei is the listed starter. I don't know, but and it's minus one thirty, give or take a few cents. So we'll see. Um, what about the Yankees in terms of adjusted season win total? Where do you stand on that?
5: I mean, it was 93, I think, over the weekend. I bet it under. It came down. It reopened. It's funny; these will pop up periodically at, at my namesake in terms of the book. Um, you know, sometimes they're up, sometimes they're not until you get judge back and there's really no clear timeline on judge. It's very strange where he's getting PNP uh, injections. I think is what it's called. And there's just, there's no sort of really realistic timetable. It could be a week, could be a month. They're very vague with it. So I I could only look to under, I mean, this team just can't hit. And it's funny for all the crap Cole gets, especially with Yankee fans. I think it's because of the contract. It's because he blew up in that wildcard game a couple years ago in Fenway. He's pitched really well. I think it's 16 starts, 13 of the 16. He's given up two runs or fewer. So he's really kept this team afloat. And that's a tough division. It's a tough American league where, uh, let's face it, somebody really good is not going to make the playoffs when you look at the American League. So sure. uh, I would only look towards under until you get some sort of clarity here on judge.
2: By the way, Arias won for four last night. He's batting 398. Or as every American uh, sports media person apparently wants to call him, Arice. Is it that difficult for Americans to say Arias? Giants would be crazy absolutely unbelievable just give them another symbol a uh, syllable please um the reds and the and the reds and the giants reds have won ten in a row giants have won nine in a row what's more sustainable obviously they're not going to win every game but what to you is more what what to you looks more real
5: boy it took longer than I thought for you to ask me about the Giants. this is really <laughs> shocking that it took this long <laughs> Uh, I'm going to give you the answer you want. I'll say the giants. I, I I look, the reds are fun. I just don't know if they have enough pitching, especially with Lodolo not back until maybe the middle of August. Uh, e- e- Ashcraft hasn't really developed and he's hurt. I guess they got a ton of prospects so they could make a trade, but even that's probably four or five weeks away. Nobody's really making trades in the middle of June here. So I'll say the giants. Uh, we were talking about this yesterday. These books should really put up a number yes. over under of wins. It'll take to win a division because that's how I like to look at it. When you think, hey, can the Giants win a division? Well, how many wins is it going to take to win that division? I'd put that number at maybe 92 or 93, just because the Padres, the Dodgers, the Dimex, those teams are all going to beat each other up, and they'll drag that number down. So could the Giants get to 92, 3, 92 93 wins? Yeah. That roster doesn't scream 93 wins, but hey, I, I wouldn't put it past them.
2: Judges? Yes, correct. Giants were the correct answer. Just checking. No, you're right. I think it's, I think it's low 90s for the NL West, yeah. give or take a game or two. Uh, one minute. NBA draft. What do you think? You know, what would you bet right now?
5: As somebody who's seen a lot of Victor Webb Yama, I think he has a good chance to go in the first round. Um, <laughs> other than that, I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm sort of burned by the NFL draft. How many different favorites did we have to go? Number two in the NFL draft just the last week. Remember it was Will Levis. Then it was Will Anderson. who's minus 400 the day of the draft to go to Tyree was favored. So. Uh, I guess the Miller move is correct. I thought it was scoot yesterday. I did too. Uh, if I was betting it now, I'd only be betting scoot. I wouldn't be looking to lay $4, no, but no. not something I'm looking to jump in and get involved with either way.
2: All right. Uh, Will, we appreciate it as always. We'll check on that show. thing. Maybe he's still listed there. Maybe he's not, but he was at one point. Uh, appreciate it. Good luck with all the baseball bets and good luck with whatever you end up betting in the draft tomorrow.
5: We shall I appreciate it. Go Boys Discord, twitch.tv slash Gold Boys Network. One Eastern today. Check it out.
2: Oh, one Eastern. We got a time. Bam. Will Hill, everybody. Had not the Will Hill on Twitter. Always bringing it. In. We'll come back, Kelly, on the Travelers. Jason Weingarten on a uh, several baseball futures bets. And am I a freak or not? We'll find out next. Numbers Game. Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
1: A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's
2: always football season here at VSIN, which is why we're giving you our 2023 NFL guide early coming out June 29th. Our NFL betting guide will help you get ahead of the upcoming NFL season with in depth profiles of every team, including advanced stats, proven betting systems, and proprietary betting trends, plus best bets on season win totals, futures, and props. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today for as low as $19 and reserve your copy of the guide. Sign up today at slash subscribe. It's Gil Alexander, it's Kelly Bidlin. A uh, little bit of a uh, of a basketball update here, uh, Kelly, because this is relevant to the number two pick. What do you got?
3: Yeah, this is uh, so Mitch Kupchak, uh, who is the current president president of basketball operations, yes, for the Charlotte Hornets, uh, just had a press conference, or it's still going on. I'm reading Rod Boone's uh, Twitter feed; he covers the Hornets uh, for the Charlotte Observer. Um, is talking about Kupchak said they won't make a firm decision until tomorrow and that there is a possibility they will trade the pick but more likely that they stay at two. Um and then the the clincher here Michael Jordan will have the final say of the of who the Hornets select. Michael Jordan at number two. the
2: outgoing owner will have the final say of who they select. Yep. And as far he, as we know he's a Brandon Miller guy.
3: I I do think it's important to keep my it, it, Michael Michael Jordan going from majority owner to minority owner is still expected to be heavily involved in the basketball okay. operation.
2: Okay, so still involved, and yeah. so that makes more sense. But yes, in
3: in uh, I forget who we talk, who we talked to yesterday. Jvt probably who brought this up. It is a weird. And Drew hinted at this earlier as well, where the new ownership group obviously they trust sure. and want to keep Michael Jordan in the fold. So there's this weird like month crossover until they technically take control where they're kind of still letting, I think, Jordan kind of make these calls.
2: The main point is though that he seems to be a Brandon Miller guy, best we can tell.
3: Yeah, I guess.
2: I guess. And
3: in, in the fall, <sighs> in, in what we've heard from those workouts yesterday, is because you know I was talking about how weird I thought it was not Wednesday uh, night yesterday Monday I kept saying I, how weird I thought it was just to have both those guys in for another workout right a few days before the draft. Apparently Brandon Miller looked a whole lot
2: better. Well, that's and if you missed the top of the show. That's I was I was talking about how I, I bet Brandon Miller five not not once not twice not three times not four times five times yesterday to go number two because Woj came out and uh, said it they've solidified their position. And again, I made my Boncaro play based on basketball reasons last year. I'm making this based on basketball reasons this year. That's why I choose to trust Woj this time as opposed to last time because it makes sense basketball wise.
3: Yeah, and and that was you know that was me too a couple you know a couple months back. It was more when I started diving into those Scoot Henderson numbers and look, I think Scoot can be amazing, but it's the but
2: you've he, got ball. What's that? You've got Lamelo but, but ball. You've got ball. Yeah, yeah. I
3: mean, that this was even before before yeah. we got the lottery and everything, but the. You know, Scoot's upside, right? It's the, it's, he's Russell Westbrook, right? He is the guy who's gonna be explosive athleticism. Uh, you know he's going to run the offense, ball dominant guard. He's going to be incredible. The guy's not going to be. He's not shooting forty percent from three. Like mm-hmm. his three point percentage is pretty low for what a guard in the NBA is like these days. So that was my kind of my one concern early on. Where you know me, I'm not a big college basketball guy, but I'm watching this Brandon Miller kid. I'm like, he's a six foot nine shooting guard yeah. who plays incredible defense yes. and can score at all
2: three levels. No, n- neither neither my Bonkero take nor my Brandon Miller take should be should be misconstrued as a deep-dive basketball take. They're not. They're like, you have this young team in Orlando, get the surest thing that's out there, not the sort of, uh, you know, wide-variant result guys. And same thing here, where it's like, you've got that position, why don't you compliment him with Brandon Miller, who's just a, you know, a player that is a Swiss Army Knife kind of guy on that team. I,
3: I think the best way to probably describe both of those guys, Bancaro and Miller, they have... They have much higher floors to me than Correct. the other, than the other guys were exactly talking about.
2: That's exactly right. Yeah, and they may not have the highest ceilings. That's, right, I don't know, and I don't purport to know that, but but they certainly are the surest thing. They have the highest floors. That's exactly right. And uh, in this case, it's a positional thing too. Where it's just like, why would you why would you double up? Um, should we do the freak thing before the travelers, or should yeah, should we save this for tomorrow? Oh God, okay, I already. Right, we'll do it for today. We'll do it today. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah all right. Yeah. So real quick. So uh, and this just came up. So you know how there are people who, like, what they, real like real great musicians or musical artists who say that they see music in colors? Are you familiar yeah, with yeah, those yeah, people? Yeah, yeah, I always think about I was like, I'm amazed by them because I'm like, wow, I wish that I had that talent. That's amazing that they see colors. They must be on some frequency that I could never get to. My equivalent of that is numbers from the moment I can remember anything in life. I have always associated numbers with gender. This is not some newfangled gender thing today. I'm talking about from the moment I was a child, and I'm talking three years old, however old you are when you could have your first memory, I have always... No one taught me this. No one told me this. In my brain, I have always thought... You ready for this? Zero is male. One is male. Two is female. Three is female. Four is female. Five, six, seven, male. Five, six, seven, male. 8 female 9 male Is there anybody listening to this who has this in their head and it's exactly those numbers 015679 are male 2348 are female I don't it doesn't help me in life it doesn't do anything for me it's just the way my brain is wired that's how it is I cannot be the only person who has this
3: all right, well, we're spending four minutes with Dr. Bidlin here to ask you more questions about this uh, very, very interesting. Uh... You don't want to
2: give your traveler's pick? <laughs> we'll get to that, whatever. I mean, come
3: on, golf picks are <laughs> up at
2: vsint.com. You this, can figure this it out. has no value to me, but I'm just telling what? you, I've, this is what I've always known.
3: So this has been a-, a thing for you always? My
2: entire life on earth.
3: Okay, so when, give me an example of how this happened, like how you see these in everyday
2: life. There's no, exi- there's no tangible. For practical thing that helps me with it. It's just that in my brain. But, like, if I go
3: to, if I, if, if you were to walk into a McDonald's, yes. okay, uh-huh. and you see the number two meal on the board, like, immediately are you like, this oh, is there's this a, for women, or
2: like, this is not for women. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's not what it is. No, but the, but that's how those numbers, I can't, I can't even describe it. That's how I know them to be.
3: We need cushier chairs. I like to, I like this leaned back shot they got going oh, yeah, right yeah. now. But we need a couple more
2: comfortable. Should I chairs. lay down? Yeah,
3: you should lay down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll we'll get a box of tissues. I, I'm just
2: saying, either something, so Either something's wrong with me, or or this is something that is not spoken about enough that some people share.
3: I think what you said off the top is probably is just true. Like there are the people that you know, people that can
2: smell colors and Correct. stuff like that, yes. right? Because I look at those people who see colors with music, and I'm like, and I'm a pretty musical guy. I love music. But I don't see colors when I when I see music or I hear music. I don't. I wish I did. That at least. And I don't know. By the way, I don't know if seeing colors gives them any sort of <laughs> look at you, the fingers. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that gives them any sort of practical edge in writing music or in hearing music in a way that we mere mortals do not. But I can tell you with the genders and the numbers, it doesn't help me in any way. It's just I know them to be that. Two, three, four, and eight are female. Have you ever used it like in a card game
3: or anything? No, I, I don't even know. No, it
2: doesn't help me. It doesn't help me at all. It has no. It does not enhance my life in any way. But you cannot tell me any differently.
3: What were your, What were the numbers again? Can you go through them, please, one more time? Oh my god! No, no, I'm, I'm okay. seriously intrigued, and I bet your audience is too. That has listened to you for one, years. Yes, because this is something I've never brought up. I don't think
2: zero one five six seven nine are male. All right, so when you look at Sean, what number is he? Like, does it work like <laughs> Sean... that? Like, are you like, are you like... This is not a pronouns thing. <laughs> this is just, I'm saying, the numbers. It it From the moment I can remember. I brought this up with, I've only run into one person in my life. They're like, oh my God, and those are the exact numbers. Wait, what? Yes. So, so you the, have met another human being. There is a, i met another who has the same number system not only did i not only do did I, did I meet the human being i know this human being quite well right Ooh. my Would girl say, same
0: intimately?
2: thing <laughs> yes but she said the same thing she goes yes those are the genders so i i don't I, we cannot be the only people on earth but this is i never brought it up to anybody in you know 5 decades on earth so I need to know if I'm a freak this or, or is this so is so fascinating. Thing. But yeah. like, is it is it, so? Is it a part of your everyday life? No. Though? Okay. No, and it, it doesn't like when I look like Harriet Dart just won the first set. See, I worked that in. Mm-hmm. What could possibly go wrong? She, she won it six. Th- she <laughs> won it I six three. <laughs> right? She won it six three. I don't say to myself, "Oh well, she had six as the male number and three as the female." That's not how it is. I'm just telling you that that's what I know. There's no other way for me to describe it other than saying. I know those numbers to be that. It doesn't... That's the, that's the whole depth of the thought. Man, that is fascinating. All right. And no one taught me this. No one told me this. It's just that way.
3: Well, I hope nobody taught you it. That would just
2: be weird. <laughs> that would just be weird. <laughs> Today, class... <laughs> Numbers and genders. No, I just uh, there's got to be something. We'll take tweets. i beating the book. See if anybody. Anyway, your travelers uh, picks. Amazing.
3: Yeah, I'll fly through those really quick. Yeah, we don't have time for it. Uh, Victor Alvin Colin Kyle Russell Henley, Hideki Matsuyama on the outrights. Love Tommy Fleetwood as a top twenty bet this week. Love Russell Henley as a top twenty bet this week. Austin Eckrode, I should have bet on him last week. I'm going back to it this week. Four to one top twenty there and a couple matchup plays. All up at Veasan.com.
2: All right, we'll flash it up when we, before we get to Jason on the other side. Jason Weingarten on baseball. Make sure to see these tweets. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
1: Numbers game on VCN, the Sports Betting Network.
2: BetMGM, the King of Sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your Bet MGM points into MGM rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20. MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. Response to uh, my admission that I see uh, gender in numbers. Michael Montesano. Uh, he texted in. Did you just give out the codes to get into the Pentagon? <laughs> uh, this is from this is from Three Jack H three one three one. Do the numbers correlate to aliens? Johnny Ringo. Which are the non-binary numbers? <laughs> I knew somebody was going to do that. Neil Galbraith. All right, we need an explanation. How in the world is zero male? It's a hole. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Scott C., Scotty Book 7. I really shouldn't run Burgundy through these. Oh. Tuned in late to A&G to hear Gil talking about seeing music and learning and hearing colors. Has Jason's cloud of smoke drifted that way? Gil, you're the man. <laughs> okay, speaking of a cloud of smoke, Jason Weingarten, everybody, joins us from under one in Southern Cali. You can follow him. <clears throat> pardon me. On Twitter, at Spreadopedia, VEASAN contributor. How you doing, Jason?
1: Good morning. Just got my uh, headphones to work. Took Took me a minute. Glad glad I got that all worked out. Oh, okay. Very nice.
2: Well, I'll tell you what. You did a great piece of VEASAN.com. I don't want to give away all the contents of it because I want people to go there and read it. But it is a, a bit of a manifesto from Jason on different uh, bets that he believes are good, ones that he believes are not so good. Let me just start with some of the uh the one let's start at the bottom with a couple division plays that you like can we get into those first one is in the al central
1: yeah let's uh talk about the guardians yes my uh my problem with the al central i like the guardians i like the guardians a lot i think their offense is slightly anemic but they have very good pitching it's getting better they called up gavin williams today i like him a lot he's a nice little prospect coming up from AAA that should, uh, should perform well. But what I don't like is the twins. I just don't like their, their construction. The roster construction feels like they have too many holes. Too many things are kind of patched up. Like I was listening to them talk last night, Byron Buxton, the manager was saying he's physically not able to play center field. Like you're admitting that one of your best players is playing at less than a hundred percent. And we know Byron Buxton's never going to (laughs) be a hundred percent, do. you're you're trotting guys out there that physically can't, you know, contribute at, at, at the full level. I mean, we know he's a great hitter, but I I just see too many holes in this twins team. You know, they're, they're the best team in the AL central and they're two games under 500. I'm just not impressed.
2: Whole division below 500.
1: Yeah. Whole division's not impressed. They should, they should be excluded from the playoffs. There's no reason. Why the Red Sox should be in last place in the AL Central, you know, with a better record than all of these teams. It's, you know, it's it's kinda unfair. I hate to say that, but and you said
2: you say there's a Guardians play as high as plus two seventy that you found out there as well.
1: Yeah, I saw two seventy yesterday. I think that okay. was a fan duel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a that's a good number. They're they're one game back in the standings right now of a sub five hundred division leader. Like what are we even doing here? Are we the Tigers, the White Sox, those aren't serious contenders. You know, The Royals, we're not even, not even considering that.
2: I like it. Um, talked a lot about streaks. Obviously, the Braves have a seven-game winning streak now. The Giants have a nine-game winning streak. The Reds have a 10-game winning streak. And you believe there is a better way to bet this than others. What is that way?
1: I would rather just bet the Reds to make the playoffs at this point. I think this division is really up in the air. Um, Whereas I just said, there's, there's really only one contender other than the twins with the guardians and the AL central. I think the reds, brewers, cubs, pirates, and probably even the Cardinals still at this point, only eight games out of first place are, are still in it for the division. Um, I think any of these teams could conceivably end up on top. Maybe, maybe not the pirates, but every other team in this division has you know, an argument that could be made for them. Even the Cardinals. Even right the now. Cardinals. Yep. Despite being eight out at this point. Reds thirty only only eight out at this point. Yeah. Considering how bad they started the season, I'd say that being only eight games out is is probably not that bad.
2: I would agree with that for sure. So Reds to make the playoffs, which again always shop around for these, but the uh the number that Jason quotes in the article is plus three seventy on the Reds to make the playoffs. Let me ask you about, uh, I won't get, again, I don't want to spoil all of it because I want people to go to VEASAN.com to read your piece on baseball, but I do want to focus in on two awards. One is the oft-talked-about NL MVP, which Ronald Acuna Jr. is the short shot for. Um, and I, I, I've i talked about it. I have an Arias 80-1 to 1 play Again, it's all about the 400 You know whether he can hit 400, whether the Marlins can get into the postseason, where it can flirt with 400. Obviously, Acuna Jr. deserves to be the favorite here. Corbin Carroll now, who is the uh, the National League Rookie of the Year favorite, is the number two guy in the MVP market. How do you see all of this?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I did not expect Corbin Carroll to be five to one at this point in the season. Um, probably about two. Two weekends ago, someone someone DM'd me and asked, you know, what I what I thought about Corbin Carroll in the MVP race. And I was like, well, you know, you start looking through all the different names and you look at his production, and you can conceivably argue that he deserves to be up there with Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts, especially while the D-backs are leading the the NL West. Um, and it took about four or five days, but the the price corrected from 200 to 100 to. Uh, 50 to 30 to 18 to, to five now. So, you know, he's, he's a legitimate contender. He's still, you know, behind uh, Ronald Acuna at this point, but you can't really put his numbers together and look at the rest of these guys and say, he's not a serious contender. He's, he's practically pl- uh, outplaying uh, Acuna over the last 30 days as well.
2: Let's say, let's say Carroll is, let's say Carroll's going to get the NL rookie of the year. Uh, which even those Probably, of us, yeah. even those of us who have Ellie De La Cruz tickets understand that Carroll is is the justified favorite. If Acuna Jr. goes 40 40 40 homers 40 stolen bases for a division a runaway division leading Braves team, but Luis Arias hits 400. Let's not make it 400. Well, yes, let's make it 4 let's make it 398 just to make it interesting. Three ninety-eight for a wild card Marlins team. Who do you think voters are more likely to vote for?
1: Three ninety-eight. I think Acuna wins. Four hundred. It's it's Arias. I'd have a hard time not if, if I was a voter. I'd have a hard time not voting for somebody who bats 400. I mean, it's it's kind of like Me overlooking too. a historical accomplishment. Exactly my thinking. Yep. Not not that 40-40 is also not historical, but but not quite you know, the there, same. There's context to yes. to rarity.
2: For sure. Okay. And then lastly, this is the one that's kind of had the most motion here, or one of the ones that says the most motion, if not the most, is American League Rookie of the Year. Where we now have a new favorite and you believe it's justified.
1: Yeah, I mean Josh Jung or Young, I always I go Jung or Young. I know it's Young. Uh, you know, he's he's got like what, fourteen home runs or something playing third base every day for a first place team. It's hard to overlook that. You got Masataki Yoshida, he he had a pretty big game last night. He's not likely gonna fade away, although I do wonder if voters are kinda gonna ding him for for, you know, not being a true rookie although it doesn't say anywhere in the voting criteria that being a true rookie, you know, versus being an uh, import from a foreign league is, you know, something to look at. And there's Gunnar Henderson. Gunnar Henderson's numbers have taken a, a big swing upwards since his his first, you know, poor month of the season. I don't know if he'll be able to catch Josh Young, but you know, I would say those three guys are the guys correctly to focus on everybody else. Um not, not a serious contender. So in my eyes. not
2: even Ruiz, not Bryce Miller, none of those guys.
1: I, I mean, I laid out at Ruiz's last 30 day numbers. If you just look at his last 30 day numbers, there's nothing about those numbers that show you that, that he's remotely a, a rookie of the year candidate. I mean, the stolen bases are nice. And I, you know, I, I tried to make a case for him earlier, but the numbers just don't show up a serious candidate, especially when he's trying to beat a third baseman on the the first place team in his own division, and Josh Young.
2: Yep, and that matters. It matters historically with voters where you finish. Uh, you know, we famously saw it stark example: Juan Soto finishing last for MVP. You know, last place Nationals team, but finishing second to Bryce Harper's Phillies team, which made the postseason. So that stuff does matters to uh, does matter to voters. It always has, and seemingly always will. Jason writes about many more markets at Visa when it comes to the sport of baseball, it's all there now. And uh, we'll talk to you, Jason, on Friday. Look forward to it. See you Friday. Talk to you later. My man, Jason Weingarten from under a cloud of smoke at Spreadopedia. All of uh, Kelly's Traveler's picks, by the way, again, up at VEASAN.com slash picks in case we uh, rifle through them too fast talking Full about... Long Shots
3: episode 2, v, uh, VEASAN YouTube page.
2: Bang! Lombardi Line is next.
0: Enjoy from VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.